a Shishkin Productions podcast. Sizzle Real Gang, the website.com is all new. It is. Check it out. It's We've got new. Discovery Definitely Plus improved. content on there now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have uh, my 600 pound wife on there. Or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's called. I think it's my 600 pound wife. What's up, Sizzlers? Welcome Yo. to another episode oh, of the Sizzle God. Real Podcast. We're still here. We're still doing it. This is wild. Eight this o'clock is the, on a Friday. I was going to say, this is the latest we've ever recorded, but yeah. you know what? We're out here. We're doing the damn thing. Look, we came in basically just to record today. That's true. Summer Friday. It was a summer Friday. That's a bit great. of a summer Friday. I mean, speak for yourself. I was here early. I was up at 8.45 in the morning That's today. That's wild. I did, I was, we didn't even get home until after midnight. I know, and then I had Taco Bell. And Ooh. I watched a little bit of House Hunters International. Of course you did. Not on Discovery Plus. <laughs> or whatever it's called. Not on Max. Not on Max. Um, we'll um, get to no. that later. Yeah, well, that's that's coming up. We call that a tease in the biz. Oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, not a D's, that is. Got him. Uh, D's nuts. Um, yeah, I went to bed at like two. And then I woke up, 845, up and at him. Got here, did my shit, went to Brighton Beach. That's wild. That was the move. That was the move. Yeah. When it's a beautiful day, man, I got to go support my people. Yeah. You know? Got to hang out with the- Got to eat some- uh, Fellow Russians. Some lamb some lamb kebabs. Boiled potatoes. And- no, actually, no. <laughs> I, I was eating, I ate uh, rice and uh, lamb or veal. I couldn't tell. I think it was lamb. Um, but I, I was eating a lot confused. of lamb. Ate a lot of lamb. Ate a lot of lamb. <laughs> ate a lot of lamb. Alexi ate a li- lot of lamb. Dude, <laughs> um, Chris, what's up? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, like in general? Yeah, just kind of what's up? What's popping? Dude, it's been uh, it, you know, same same stuff. You know, like lots of MLS yeah. work. Uh, wrapping up Tree Fort. Uh, okay, why don't you tell, give us the social stuff before you get into work stuff? I just meant like, how are you doing? Like, oh, what, how what are you doing, doing right now? Like, oh, what's, I, what's up? I, I had what's a good day. Like, yeah, you know, we we went out last night. Um, I had softball, so I was already out uh, hanging out with the people. And then you met up with us and you know, we went to another bar, left around midnight. Played darts. Played darts. I got played smoked. Darts. It was my worst game of darts I've ever played. Yeah, you were. It was weird, though. I mean, I understand you probably were. The lighting conditions were off they or something, were, right? They were, yeah. That's 100%. What it was. I it. Also, I had been drinking uh, since 5 p.m., so. Yeah. <laughs> that might have had something that'll, to do with that'll it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, Where can the people find us? We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram, I think. I don't know. Eventually, we'll be on TikTok. That's coming soon. Maybe. Yeah, who knows? Until Maybe it gets banned, like in Montana. Yeah, well, hey, that's another tease. Hey. Damn, we're getting good at this. And uh, what else do we have? Well, we're Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. You yes. can send us an email. New no one, website. New website. Well, new website. It's, it's the same website. It's yeah. the old website, but it's, it's new and improved. Is it new? Yeah. Or is it improved? It's, it's both. both. Yeah. Uh, it is sizzlerogangthewebsite.com. Yeah. It's also like Wix site 1282. Yeah. No, or it's, shit. Like, it's like hello 7796.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wixsite.wix
Ooh, that shit's chilly. Right. <laughs> Wait, which is nice line. on a hot day like I today. I know, today is fucking crazy, but the cold line is ice cold. Yeah, that is 332-333-4361. Call in, call in, call in, or text us. Yeah, both, text. both are great. Like, Everything is just great. Just please help us justify paying $120 a year for this cold line. I heard your appeal for a phone call. Who, who said that? <laughs> that who was Nancy. It? It was Nancy. That gives me an idea for a segment. We should do a segment yeah. called Who Said It? Where I'll who go oh, back God. in our archives and I'll pull That's random things. We'll funny. say who said it and you have to figure it out. I'm never going to get it when I say it. Yeah, no, it's going to be a pretty crazy one. That's a lot of research to do. We should get uh, the intern on it. Yeah. We got a new intern. That's right. Oh, yep. This is an announcement. No, no, we have a, you. You see them right there. They're come on. Chris, stop oh, hazing oh, the yeah. intern. My bad. Production intern. We'll get we'll, we're not going to say their name on mic. OK, but uh, our, our we'll, production we'll intern. Yeah, they chose not to be named, but they're here. They're learning how to run the show. That's why yeah. this one might sound they prefer, a little different. They, they're like a, a Milford man. Uh, uh, they, excuse me? Yeah, they, they prefer... A Milf not, or man? Mil- Milford. What's that? That's what is rich. a Milford man? It's from Arrested Development. Okay, um, fair enough, fair enough. They, oh, the ones that are like seen but not heard or whatever? No, they're not not seen and not heard. There it is. Okay, that's the one. Uh, okay, now, Chris, you can tell me. What have you been up to? Oh, what have I been up to? Uh, lots of MLS stuff, just doing the, the weekly... Highlight vids for them uh, and wrapping up Tree Fort, the full recap. Uh, you know, we, we do the, the daily gift re- that keeps on giving. Uh, I know. Right. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, it's just like uh, Tree Fort takes a lot, uh, the, especially the older we get yeah. living in Tree Fort land. I, I've been having like dreams about Tree Fort on multiple Ye- nights and I never have work dreams. Yeah. So, you know, having any sort of work related dream yeah you know it starts to weigh heavy on you and then you wake up and you have to go edit it <laughs> it's like god damn it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no i feel you but yeah we, we always do the daily recaps uh you know day of or day after uh, and then we usually take like a week off and then we do the full recap now in, in past years uh i've been doing the full recap for the most part for like the last probably since 2019 mm-hmm. um even when i don't do the daily recaps and I would typically just take the same songs that we used in those daily recaps and kind of repurpose them for the full recap. Yeah. Keep a lot of the same cuts because, you know, we already did the work. Why do it twice? But this year, I uh, the songs that we used in the recaps were a little bit slower um, and I thought it'd be cool to kind of mix it up a little bit and bring feature in, some more artists. Yeah, too. feature some more artists and, you know, just put a little bit more effort into it this time around. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pick all these fast songs so I can cut to them fast and it can be dope. Yeah. And uh, and the notes we got back were, is this a little fast? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, God damn it. They're like, you cut it too fast. And I'm like, why, why does it matter? It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I had to slow that down a little bit. I took like 15 shots out. But, the, the, you know, I watched it back and I really, I personally don't feel like it's too fast. Maybe, maybe others disagree. But the whole point of those is to like kind of create hype. Yeah. And, you know, I... FOMO. Yeah. Even in the last uh, like couple of weeks, you know, I was looking up the old uh, recap videos and it was easier to find them on YouTube than on our server. Uh, and I, I came across a couple of like, you know, like independent magazines doing their recap and stuff like that. And all, all their videos like kind of suck. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, no, just, they're not good. They're very slow. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's just a different style. Too. It is. Like, it I is. think we just we also that's what, what we do. We cut really fast. Like we cut. Very, f- I mean, we're, a lot we're, of flash. We're, we're the we're sizzle, sizzle reel. reel. Yeah. God damn it! Yeah. That's what we fucking do. Um, 
No, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it is a lot. I don't know. We've had these conversations internally and I need to kind of wrap my mind around it, but I'm, I think I might pitch to them like to try to do something a little different moving forward. Cause I, the recaps are cool, but I think that we could bring more value to it. Like I, I don't think like just cutting bands to music is like that appealing anymore. I think that. There's so much content that like people just scroll past that stuff. I mean, yeah. maybe they watch it to see if they got in it or something like that. But I don't know, you know, if it's worth. I think that there's other content that could be made during that same time period that sure. kind of returns better. Well, you know, a big part of it for me is I, I think that there's so much to Tree Fort. It's it's more than just a music festival. Yeah, I mean, music is kind of the main draw, but there's so many different activities and shit going on throughout Boise during that week, but the, it doesn't necessarily make good video. So right. we, we don't cover it the same way. So I think that those kind of events and activities should have better coverage, but I don't know exactly how we would what do that. Is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's on me. I need to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, I want to come to them with like a plan for this kind of thing. Yeah. So that's kind of my well, goal. It's also tough, a little bit more tough. Like obviously our, our photographers are, they're versatile and they know what they're doing, but they're, the real like where they shine is in in concert photography well also they show up to part of the way that we get them in is like that they want to shoot these shows and yeah. have full access yeah they want to so see the, the music you know if you're like hey it's it's a weird balance you know because something like that they're doing it for the access and to get a chance to go to these things mm-hmm. um and you know I don't in return. I don't want to like overload them and turn it into like crazy twelve hour days. You Absolutely, know, it's like you, you, you they're know, just, they're already working for free. You know, yeah, or is there, it's it's like it's a work at, trade it's at cost basically. Yeah. yeah, it's like the you got to figure out a way to make it work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for me this week, you know, I had Tree Fort on the brain too because we were doing we're still working on submitting the the movie to yeah. different places yeah. and all that. But I had a good meeting with um someone at a kind of um, like a like a non-profit that's based around music and yeah. he's been working in documentaries for over a decade sure so had a good meeting with him on like how to connect the dots on this and get the most out of this movie that we can because like i don't know it it's weird like i i personally don't mind if it doesn't have a life much past you know our staff screening that we had yeah and and the cast and crew screening that we will eventually have when i have enough money to run out of theater yeah but like i i don't mind if it doesn't have that much of a life past that even if it just ends up on youtube i really don't care yeah but i mean um i it's more about making it than yeah about showing it off but i know that there's other people who you know are involved or who have seen it who want to see it go do other things yeah and i'm just like oh man i'd I don't know. Like, I, it's yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, down. I'm I'm along for the ride. Like, if anyone yeah. has ideas, cool. I'm down. Let's do it. But for me, it's like we made it. Whatever. It's like time to, you know. I don't know. I, I'd say you put in your best effort on you know advancing it as far as you can without yeah. without really sacrificing too much or you know getting too worked up about it. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you just do what you can, and you know it. Either it sinks or it swims. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, yeah. For me, like, dude. This whole week has been, it, it it's it's kind of cool because I'm I didn't have to like edit for the last couple of weeks. I just yeah. I mean I've had to edit a couple of things, but mostly it's been like meetings and kind of figuring out other projects that are coming down the pipe. Yeah, and like 
you know, just doing biz dev side, biz dev and producing the shit that you enjoy much. doing. Yeah. Like, uh, development meetings, coming up yeah. with some ideas for other shit. And we we're supposed you know. to have a, uh, a writing day on Wednesday. Yeah. And, uh, that didn't happen, but we have next Wednesday. For that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been kind of writing just on my off time. Yeah. So I've got concepts already. Okay. But, um, it's going to be, I mean, I'm going to show up to that and have stuff just done pretty much already. So I'll just end up kind of parsing a few things out, whatever. But yeah, I'm, I mean, that's the goal. I'd, I'd love to not have to edit anymore. So, um, you want to get into these little quick hits of news before we get to the break? Yeah. Um, first one, TikTok ban. I, I don't know. This is all like, this is fresh news as of our record. So yeah, this came out 30 minutes ago. Apparently it might be, um, you never know what the fuck happens with this kind of stuff. This might be completely like irrelevant in like a day. Yeah. So the, it sounds like this, this is a, uh, it's Montana. Uh, yeah. they've become the first state to pass TikTok banning legislation. Yeah. But it, even if it's signed into law by the governor, the ban, uh, the ban wouldn't come into effect until January. So, you know, we're talking eight months out and part of that, I wonder like, how do you even enforce that? Like to me, it's probably something like the same technology that they do when, you know, they enforce like blackouts for like NBA or something like that. If you're like in Montana. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty, in my opinion, it's pretty stupid. Like, I don't know the, they're citing concerns about alleged surveillance from the Chinese government, but they're also saying it, it encourages dangerous activities among young users of the app. I mean, uh, it, it kind of literally, does, but, but literally so like all the every social media. single fucking being a kid yeah. is the rest of your friends telling you to do dumb shit. That's like literally what being a kid is, you know? Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's, it, it spreads more quickly than ever before. Because I mean, yeah, like, remember in, in school, I don't think, I mean, I doubt that you did this. I never did this, but we definitely had friends who would play like the pass out game or mm-hmm. something like that where yeah. you like hyperventilate yeah. yourself and then someone yeah. punches you in the stomach or yeah. something. Yeah, and you yeah pass no, out. I remember. I remember that. Like yeah. j- just all sorts of dangerous shit that we would do. And it's just word of mouth and it seems to spread somehow all across the fucking country like i don't i don't know what it is with the network of of kids but they all seem to know the same things like yeah. they all know marilyn manson had a, a rib removed right, to suck his right. dick. Yeah, they all yeah. know how to draw the the cool the s, s like yeah yeah kids ki- there is there is a, a you know it's a it's a club it's like a club it like is. where like you know and people of a certain age don't know anymore but I guess in this one, they said, like, you know, the dangerous activities that spread on the app or stuff like throwing objects at moving automobiles. Dude, literally kids have done that forever. Yeah, forever. I I remember in school, in high school, we had some kid who was always throwing up like like Chick-fil-A, like styrofoam cups of soda and shit out the window and they would like hit cars and mm -hmm. they eventually got in trouble for it. But it's like this shit happens bro like it does i think the that surveillance it, thing i think is it, probably the main it thing it probably does like i don't worry about it like that but it probably does amplify that kind of activity because think about it you know like when when kids are doing something like that what are they doing it for they're doing it for attention, attention yeah. among their friends but when you can have attention of you know thousands of people then that's going to encourage the behavior even more you go uh, viral. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's not what I worry about. And here, here's the thing. Like, even if TikTok starts to die a slow death in the U.S., that's just people just go to Instagram this, reels. Honestly, I think most of my friends, like most people our shorts? age. 
yeah, they don't use TikTok. They use Instagram or, you know, whatever. And we all end up consuming the same content because anytime someone's putting this stuff out, they're not just putting it out on TikTok. They're putting it out on Everywhere, all their, yeah. all their socials. So TikTok's lit just cause it's the first frontier though. It's like where the shit actually pops off and then it goes elsewhere. I think YouTube shorts actually is, I don't like YouTube got, shorts. I don't really like it either, but I think it has um potential. I, I, I would like, I, I, I might like it more if it wasn't like connected with youtube if it wasn't integrated into normal youtube but i right. hate anytime i search something all those fucking shorts come up and i'm like i'm clearly not looking for this i want to like, see some, like an actual full video yeah yeah it's uh you know i just don't i don't keep them gotta keep them separated um what last they? thing they said that this legislation makes it illegal for app stores to offer TikTok. It does not, however, forbid those who already have TikTok from using it, right? So Oh, okay. It's it's a little bit less of, you know, less crazy than the headline makes it seem. But uh I mean, at the basically I guess what they're saying is like download TikTok by January or <laughs> or you're not going to be able to use it. There's probably other stuff going on behind the scenes for it though, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, who knows? And like how, how much of this is like, they're actually concerned about these things and how much of it is just like typical, you know, fear, like, uh, xenophobic fear. Yeah. I uh, think the majority of it's driven by that. I think it's like xenophobic, like surveillance. Bullshit. I mean, the, the surveillance stuff is a problem. You know, it's weird. It's like, you know, right. when, when another country does it to us, it's not okay. When yeah. our country does it to us, it is. It's exactly. Like, exactly. Just, just kind of apply the same standards to, to the companies that are stealing our data domestically. Yes. You know, that's, I mean, that's all, that's what I'm saying too. Like, that's why I don't take it very seriously. Cause it's like, man, fuck that. Like it's, it's just, it's just fucked up to get mad that a Chinese company is doing it, but one American company does it, it's fine. Because American companies do it in reverse all the time, not yeah. even just in our country. They do it all over the fucking world. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it, how come one other company that's not based in the U.S. has a pull and suddenly the U.S. is like, fuck this? It's like, dude, you can't have every big company. <laughs> it's not how life works. Yeah, like, I get it. I mean, you, you could also. Like, if you're trying to push global capitalism, then play by the fucking rules, man. Like, I don't like capitalism either. So, but you know, America wants to push it. So I mean, they, why yeah. doesn't it play by its own rules? Once you're a superpower, you want to stay a superpower. You know, that's just kind of how it is. You don't. You never want to give up your power. Um, no. But I mean, like I can see some like potential for you know if if it's Chinese controlled, they could change the algorithm at any point to to start. You know, you see it with YouTube. If you put on your YouTube and just let yeah. let it keep going and going and going, eventually it's going to end up on some like right wing bullshit, some and sort of extremist shit. Exactly. Not necessarily right wing, but it'll be yeah. something yeah. extreme, a marginal, something at the at the fringe. <clears throat> exactly. Which, and and TikTok could end up, you know, going that way as well. And uh, you know, uh, maybe not brainwashing our youth, but certainly uh, changing their behavior. Um. Uh, a YouTube. We're speaking of YouTube. YouTube TV Sunday Ticket. I don't know what this is all about, but I've got I got text about it, and I know you probably know about this. Yeah. What what, what is going on? It's uh, it's it looks like it was expensive. All I saw was like it was like three hundred or four hundred dollars. Yeah. So for the last like twenty years, Sunday Ticket has been an exclusive with Directv. Um, and for most, what is Sunday Ticket? Uh, Sunday Ticket basically allows you to watch every 
uh, NFL game that is on Sunday, so no Thursday night, no Monday night, uh, but all the Sunday games uh, that are not, as long as they're not in your local area. Got so uh, so you we know, couldn't watch Jets or Giants. Exactly, um, but we can watch any, you know, any whatever's out of, whatever's out of left. Network. Yeah, um, and for a long time you had to actually pay for direct TV in order to get Sunday ticket on top of it. I think in the past couple of years you could just get uh, Sunday ticket a la carte. I actually did that last year. Um, and let me tell you, it's still expensive. Uh, I don't know if I can find my receipts, but I think I, I think I spent like two or $300 on it last year. This one says 349 for the 2023 season. Um, so that's what it's going to be for YouTube TV. That's rough. $349. I don't think I would I would pay that for any sport. Like yeah, literally I would not. I don't I would never. Like basketball I I feel like no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I wouldn't never go that high. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not going to spend 350 a year to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah, so I, I guess I paid $300 last year for the 2022 season, but I think I, I I you're able to do it monthly and I didn't pay for the first month because I was just like streaming whatever however I stream. Um yeah, 349. So you're talking about uh over a $50 increase, uh but then that's <laughs> it's complicated. So YouTube's going to sell the package on a standalone basis. Uh, so even though you, you, you don't need to the the YouTube TV subscription, it'll cost a hundred dollars in addition to that if you don't have YouTube TV. So if you don't have YouTube YouTube TV already, then you're talking about four hundred fifty dollars for the four months, five months uh, of That's games. Insane. Yeah, for That's 17, insane. 17 games. So is that not is that not crazy? To me, that seems like just out like just out of this world. That's unreasonable uh, for a lot of people. I think it's pretty absurd. That's twenty six dollars per game. So like just to watch it on TV. Yeah, I think that's a little game or per weekend. Uh, well, for, I did per game. Technically, there's 18 weeks and 17 games. So, you know, 450 divided by 17 is like 26 and a half. Jeez. Um, so that's a little bit tough for me. I am based on that. I'm not going to be buying it this year. I think I'm going <laughs> to, I have my ways and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll use them. It's just go to a bar. That's yeah. my that's my way. I mean, to be or fair, that's basically watch, what I do. Or just watch Red Zone. That's part. That's part of why I was doing the monthly on YouTube or or on uh, on Sunday Ticket is because for the most part, I go to a Jags bar to watch Jags games. So here's one thing that I saw: people were like, "Man, bars are going to be fucked like at the beginning of next year because they're just imagine like all these bars that have yeah. these like." systems already set up in place trying to figure out how to use youtube tv and shit like that it's true i mean so I, it's gonna be pretty i've funny. experienced it firsthand going to to bars that have trouble getting the games on because the way streaming keeps changing and it you know it's just not as simple as it used to be for them i feel like every few months we always talk about streaming and how it's gonna how it's changing and how like the latest thing is merged with this and yeah. this company bought that out now this is called that and that's what's happening right now with HBO Max as well. HBO Max is now just Max. Oh God, is it? Yeah. Well, it's about to be, I guess. HBO is launch is changing HBO Max just to be called Max, and that's where they're adding Discovery into it. I see. I think personally, I think that's stupid because HBO is the 
that's the IP, the brand that you want to associate with, right? Like that's yeah, yeah. HBO, you know, it's it's home yeah. box office, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's legacy and it's classic. It's yeah. Like and timeless. It's not just like some dinosaur shit. And, and it has such a strong history of, of putting out great products yeah, yeah, yeah. and discover doesn't, or discovery does not have that same, <laughs> that same reputation. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. I know you, you were saying it's not that bad because basically what they're doing is they're just adding a bunch of discovery content the price is staying the same and that's the main yeah. thing it's like the price stays the same the name changes they're adding a bunch of content not a big deal it is a slippery slope i'm sure because when things like this happen it's like okay well the next step is the price is going to go up in it like is six months right or something like that I yeah i'm just guessing it's absolutely going to go up eventually i th- see like I, I see this kind of as a a win for people who subscribe to discovery plus and how they're just getting hbo shit on top of it i guess but for me like i have hbo max through my my phone plan so it's it's just free for me so i don't care as long as they don't take it away from my phone plan which they might who knows uh I don't I don't want to see discovery shit in my HBO Max feed like I when I go to HBO Max it's because I want to watch something that I know is high quality and has a really good potential for being good and having a bunch of filler because you know that's just how I see all those all those things yeah I it's just gonna make navigating more of a pain in the ass I mean that that per, that app already fucking sucks yeah <laughs> like, exactly it's like so shitty so I yeah I don't know it's I'm not like stressing out about it or anything. I just don't, I don't, I don't personally like it for me and my experience. Um, they're also adding a, uh, it's called the max. Ult- <laughs> this shit is hilarious. This shit is like some Mike judge shit. It's called the max ultimate ad free. <laughs> what? Tier. And, it's, uh, it's already max. How are you going to make it ultimate? Max getting ultimate. I know, but it's, it's all 4k ultra HD content. So it, it's ad free and includes a selection of 4k programming that's for $20 a month. I don't, I'm not, I don't care about 4k shit. Still, no. I, I still don't. I understand that it looks better. And like, if I'm directing something, I'm like it, let's, let's try to shoot 4k if we can. Um, but at the end of the day, like I actually don't give a fuck about that shit to me. Like I'm, I'm more of a story person than I am like a, tech spec nerd like i don't give a fuck if it's in 4k or if it's in 480p i'll i'll watch it regardless you know what i mean i um if 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 it's good yeah true true uh for me i i don't really care too much about 4k because like i have a pretty big uh tv and i stream a lot of stuff on it and i don't think i pay for anything that gives me 4k everything looks fine on my tv it all looks crisp and nice uh that's not to say the 4k isn't better like for if for anyone who would be like oh but 4k is like noticeably better i I fucking know yeah i just don't care it is but it i don't know it just kind of depends on the context like for me the bigger issue is like a lot of times i'll i'll cast stuff for my computer or my phone and if sometimes the bit rate seems to be pretty, pretty bad when I'm casting. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, sometimes it's the source media and sometimes it's just the casting process. But I notice that shit a lot more when it's kind of like blocky and, and doesn't look good. Like that will distract me more than the difference between 1080 and 4k. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, yeah, for me, once you hit 1080, it's all going to look good. It's all going to look fine. Maybe if you're, but shit, we did, we we premiered the the documentary 
on a basically a full size theater we screen. We didn't, we didn't premiere it. It was a private screen. Oh, it was a private staff. screen. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but for, you know, for, for us, it was kind of like the first time other people were seeing right, it. Right, right, right. Um, and the first time we saw it big. Exactly. And it, you know, it was on a massive screen. It was a 1080 output. It looked fine. It looked great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell the difference if it was 4K. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But maybe probably maybe, not. Maybe it's the nature of what we shot. You know, it's like pretty interview heavy. And then, you know, even we we, we source so much found footage and, and a lot also, of that was like 480 and it still looked fine. Yeah. And we also used a lot of stuff from the past, which was all shot in 10, 1080. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. Everything like... It, to me, again, like I'm a story guy, I, I could give a fuck what the actual output is, but you're right. The the bit rate is the important mm-hmm. part. The bit rate is the important part. Um, just a little bit of cleanup here. Uh, I finished reading through the article. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, Discovery Plus, which is currently $4.99 a month with ads and seven without ads, that's going to continue as a standalone service. Uh, so people who have Discovery Plus, they're not going to automatically get all the HBO Max stuff. Max so basically, is still its own thing. Yeah, so basically Max is just HBO Max with a bunch of added content. Yeah, yeah. And a rebrand or a facelift or whatever. I just, I mean, for me, it's just like all kind of unnecessary, but maybe they know what they're doing. Um, last thing, before we go to break, Variety did a uh, kind of an article where it's it's called From Glitchy HBO Max to Overwhelming Amazon Prime Video. Hollywood insiders spill on their favorite and least favorite streaming interfaces. Sure. Um, I'd, I didn't really get a chance to to read through too much of this, uh, but for the most part, it kind of seems like these, uh, these media people are, they're yeah. kind of ranking them based on like ease of use, content, just... Uh, yeah. Some of the people I think that were talked to in this were a co-creator and executive producer of better call Saul writer and producer of what we do in the shadows. Um, and, uh, Amber Ruffin, who is quote, the multi hyphenate behind Peacock's, the Amber Ruffin show, along with a lot of other people. Um, but I'm just going to kind of go through it real quick and give, you know, some rundown. My, my favorite thing is, uh, and I think this kind of sums it up in my opinion for pretty much every single streaming service Mm -hmm. it's what they wrote about hulu it says one source says i've never visited hulu with hopes of finding something to watch i only visit to watch something specific and when i'm done i leave that's true that's me for every single platform i don't just like hang out and scrub and like oh what do i want to watch or like scroll through shit i'm just like no i i I always decide like what i want to watch and i go watch it I think that uh, that's the way I am now. Uh, maybe five years ago it was a little bit different, like especially when Netflix was in its prime, you know, maybe 2016. <laughs> Netflix was in its prime, <laughs> prime video. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, when, when Netflix was really <laughs> popping and they had like before all the other media entities wanted to get in on streaming yeah. and Netflix had the, the rights to air yeah, you know, NBC, con, you know, all, well, all that the different was, the, fucking the, the stuff. Thing is, then was, I would just open Netflix and scroll around. And it's because like, it yeah, was I'll watch the this. option. It was the thing. It, yeah. was like, it was like the digital equivalent of channel surfing. It was. Know? Yeah. They're first to market and it was the only option. And now it's like there's so many options. Like, I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. Know? I mean, now I'm more likely to go on like Rotten Tomatoes and that's how I'll figure out what I'm watching. And then I, f- I find out where it's streaming. And if I can't stream it, I'll find it. I just kind of pick a random thing and. I usually don't stream. I, I mean, you know this. I rent. I, yeah, I, I'll, that's true. I'll, I go on YouTube and I rent on YouTube. I, like, 
I'd rather rent a movie than like figure out where it is and like go try to find find it and watch it. It's like it's four bucks. I'm gonna I'll pay four bucks to the yeah. filmmaker to fucking rent their movie. It, cool. it depends on what it is. Like I'll I'll rent a movie. I have no problem doing that. I don't want to rent a series because that just like then all of a sudden you're spending like 40 bucks on a series and I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I would, I would rather wait, you know, until it's on a streaming service. Uh, one thing I will say about Amazon, uh, that's really nice is if you shop on Amazon, they have something, you know, you can get your two day delivery or you can be like, send it to me next week. And when you do that, they'll give you like a $3, digital credit that you can use on, on books or movies or whatever. So yeah. I, I usually have it's like, like save, save a worker, get a free movie <laughs> basically. So, you know, next week I have a couple of stuff arriving that I, I could have had today, but I was like, I'll wait till Monday. You said, and you, that, you know what? Warehouse worker, why don't you take yep. a bathroom break and I'm going to watch fucking better call. Saul yeah, but don't, don't take too long. Um, yeah. yeah, but I got $6 in credit. So it's like, cool. I can rent a movie. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, save a worker, rent a movie, the Amazon way. Um, the, what they said, someone said about Amazon and this thing, they're like kind of in summary was, they're the true example of the firehose approach to content. The homepage is overwhelming, and it seems like they just applied the Amazon shopping experience to the platform. Yeah, Amazon's tough to Prime Video is kind of tough to navigate. Like you really have to know what you're trying to watch. And for me, I only use it for a very small handful of shows. Uh, and they're, they're shows that I already know are on there. Like I've never opened prime looking for a new show to start. Like yeah. I, the next time I open prime, it's either going to be to watch psych, uh, even actually psych might not be on there anymore. It might be Peacock exclu- exclusive. Um, or if I want to start watching the boys, cause that's like their kind of their flagship show right now. Yeah. Um, and I guess what, what I'll say the last one is that I'll bring up here is uh, Apple, Again, it seems to be the same thing. This person says, I've never browsed Apple TV Plus before. I visit the service to watch exactly what I'm looking for and move on right after. Apple TV Plus is less of a streaming service and more of a destination to watch highly anticipated one-off original series or movies. Yeah, yeah. Same same thing. I know. It's yeah. Just, that's facts. I think one, uh, Disney, Disney Plus, sometimes I'll open that just to, to kind of peruse because... Yeah. That's one of those things where I know what the content is because it's Disney and, you know, we've all grown up with it. We know what their IPs are. So for the most part, you can you you don't know exactly what you're going to watch, but you have an idea what kind of movie it's going to be or what kind of series. The so. main thing I find actually appealing on Disney Plus because I have that one. Yeah. For now, I'm going to cancel probably soon, but Same. I'm going to actually cancel all of these probably within the next two weeks because I have some free trials, but other, I like it literally. I just I just don't watch it. YouTube TV is the only one I'm going to keep. Um, YouTube TV is incredible because yeah. it's it's almost replaced Disney Plus for me because a lot of what Disney Plus was for me was like Simpsons. a Simpsons streamer. And you could just set Simpsons to record yep. on YouTube TV. I do the same thing. But when I go on Disney Plus, I find myself going to the Nat Geo page, which is the, the craziest thing. But that's really? like that's the most interesting shit on there to me because I'm like, oh, cool, like a little documentary series about like China from above, like or like history of the Great Wall. Yeah, or, yeah, like, yeah. This funny monkey running around. Like I love that shit. Like I want to watch a little funny monkey or an elephant. Like that shit's tight to me, bro. No, I get it. I get it. You know, like who doesn't want to see a funny monkey? Literally, no one. You ever saw a monkey in real life? At a zoo, I've never like. That's what I'm saying. Monkey, yeah. I mean, you ever just sit there and watch monkeys? 
I've said that. I've said that before. Yeah, like you have to watch monkeys. They're crazy. Mon- they, they're, they're just they're us. Just people. They're, they're just th- us. They're just like hairy little us. Yeah, hairy. Maybe a little bit dumber, but like not that much. Not that dumber. much dumber, yeah. dude. And if you look in their eyes, you're like, holy shit, that's me. Yeah, they got those opposable thumbs. I'm nothing but a monkey with openable thumbs. Hey man, I'm a I'm a monkey with a keyboard. I wish, man. That'd be fucking tight if my coworker was a monkey. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope. Um, all right, let's take a break. All right. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Uh, that first half was nice and informative. Lots of like a lot of stream talk. Yeah, a lot of a lot of topical stuff. Um, and we're we're gonna continue that. Honestly, you this know, shit we, is gonna be more editing stuff though for the second half. Of it is. Like. It is. That's true. We're um, bending to our listeners every whim. I mean, <laughs> Here you go, Evan. What, what what was it that Joe said? Uh, a podcast that's sometimes <laughs> or slightly about editing. Or yeah, something like some that. shit like that. This one's for Evan because Evan was like, "You need to talk more about." post-production all right dude here you go there's just so much to talk about here's 30 minutes of it for you yeah 25 whatever we decide to do so we're we're ramping up for nab uh in vegas that's we've sent our correspondent yes we have a correspondent uh we are not going this year we went last year it was a great time we We got boots on the ground though we did and we're no we have this year we got boots on the ground we do and nab and we have someone who is actually like super into the technology and you know the exhibits and all that Very last year we were, we were x to the z x to the z um <laughs> what exhibit oh, okay He's very not, but our our boots on the ground is very knowledgeable. No, Geraldo Rivera. He's not going to be drawing out plans on on, on sand. CNN on sand. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, in, anticip- in anticipation for NAB, um, there's been a couple of couple of I don't know if they're leaks. I guess they're announcements from straight from Adobe. Yeah, uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, t- the Mister Horse's mouth. That um, old that old Adobe horse. They're uh, they're introducing some new features at NAB next week, and uh, they yesterday released what they are going to be. Uh, so they are introducing text-based editing in Premiere Pro, uh, a properties panel in After Effects, and much more. Give us the give us kind of a quick little rundown of what they're they're introducing, and then maybe we'll go back to them and we'll kind of get into them one by one. Sounds and good. Talk about how we think they're going to impact. Stuff. Okay, so first up, we have text-based editing. So what this basically does, you know, they they introduced the transcript feature a year or two ago. And now when you take that transcript feature, you, you run the transcript, you can go into the, the text panel and you can copy the uh, the text that you want in the text panel and then you paste it onto your timeline, into your sequence, yeah. and it will paste that part of the video uh, that you copied from the text. So basically, if you want to do a paper edit, inside of premiere you can do that now right. um that it's, it's in public beta right now and it's supposed to be coming out all these are coming out sometime in may kind of uh, think about what Des- descript but now it's b- native to pr- premiere exactly yeah. um they're also introducing automatic tone ma- mapping which basically makes it easier to work with different media and color spaces in the same timeline Thank uh God. yeah you, you don't need to worry so much about 
LUTs or custom color settings. It's going to kind of. You don't have to go to that random YouTube video that's like some dude in Lithuania who's yep. like, I've, <laughs> I built a LUT and it's free. Click on the link in the description and yeah. then like apply this, then that, then click on this fucking menu. It's like, no, yeah. just, it's well, just, just work. We did that like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you have, you know, iPhone HLG, you have HDR, you have Sony S Log, uh, the way it makes a sound is it's going to kind of just figure out what it is and, and auto apply those settings so that uh, it smooths out everything and the tones match much more better throughout. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, possibly the most interesting one to me is they are adding background autosave, which it saves backups as you work without interrupting your workflow. The way I'm interpreting that is that you're no longer going to get the little pop-up saving project right. in the loading bar because you know once you for the most part, it's not too bad. I, I don't really notice it too much. But once you have a bigger project, you've been working in for a few weeks, those saves can take like 10 seconds at a time. And, and it, it's frustrating. It does. And especially like I have autosave to like every five or 10 minutes. So yeah. it, it really adds up. That and was, it, it starts to get frustrating. That's how I felt doing the doc. I'd be like in the middle of something. Then I'd just be like, like yep. and it's not even that bad. It's just like five seconds. But yeah. it's like it just sucks. Five, 10 seconds it sucks to sit there and be like. All right. Every five minutes it stops, you know. Now, for me, I think the autosave is a little bit more like it slows you down more in After Effects. Uh, so hopefully they'll apply that same technology to After Effects. We'll see. Um, um, one other thing that it says here, because this was it's not bolded, it's just kind of mentioned offhand, but it says there's new format support, GPU acceleration for RE, RED, and uh, other kinds of formats. Nice. New launch reset options and routine maintenance is easier. Clearing your media cache is just like at the click of a button pretty much when you start up Premiere yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that sounds super useful. Um, they're also uh, updating some some features for collaborative editing. Yeah. It doesn't say what they're going to be exactly, uh, but one of them is a complete version history. Which is super useful, yeah. I think. Because I feel like there was one project where we worked on it and there was someone who kept having to go back to old versions or something because their shit got fucked up. I don't remember... Remember that? Like, yeah, it wasn't at Autodesk. It was, yeah, it was at the Autodesk event, but I don't remember exactly what was happening. There was like some weird thing where someone's shit kept saving over someone else's shit or something like that. Yeah, and like I, undoing I doing all of their previous work. It was like the order of events that we were using. Um, some, some weird the, shit. Yeah, like we had to do good sync first and then. Some yeah. change. I don't know. We uh, one of the people had it backwards, I think, and it kind of dis. I think they had it backwards one time when we first started out and mm -hmm. it disrupted the workflow for the, the rest of the event. Um, let's not worry about this the after, effects. after effects stuff. We can talk about after effects, maybe after NAB okay. or something like that. But uh, let's get into these premiere ones. Cause these are, I think these are actually really big announcements. I'm going to just preface all of this with as much as people hate on Adobe, mm -hmm. people are always hating on Adobe. I, I respect the shit out of Adobe and I really like them. I think that like, Yes, obviously, sometimes shit is clunky. And yes, like, you know, it's an expensive tool at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They actually innovate a decent amount and they like they do some some cool shit. Um, I think for a long time, the one of the big issues people had is like they keep introducing all these features, but they can't build a stable fucking product. That yeah. said, I think over the last three years or so. There, Premiere has been much more stable. Like I almost never have Premiere crash on me anymore. Me neither. And for a long time, it was like twice a week probably that it would crash on me. Um, we have a fr friend of the show, Kuba. Yeah. Who he he's known his main thing that he's known for around these parts 
is uh, complaining about Premiere Crash. <laughs> he all, yeah, he hates well, he's, Premiere. He's, he doesn't he, use it anymore. He's he switched, switched to DaVinci. But even when he would complain about how much it sucked, how much it crashed, like I think my most common Cubism is, uh, oh, Premiere crashed again. <laughs> and uh, and I'm always just like, that's crazy because my Premiere never crashes. Like my Premiere maybe crashes once uh, every three to five months. Like it, yeah, my Premiere just does right. not ever crash. It's I don't know why. I don't know why. But so that's why for me personally, I don't buy that show. When people are like, oh, it's not stable. It's like it's probably there's probably something else at play. I don't know what it is. But for me, it works. I, I will say this much. It does seem to to work differently on different machines. A lot of the time, like, uh, you know, w- you'll have a problem with your premiere that I can't necessarily replicate in mine, yeah. even though we're on the same exact version and our computers are nearly identical, if not absolutely That's identical. A good point. And you know, it's sometimes it just like works where, differently where it'll take something like 45 minutes to export for you. But yeah. then on my computer, it'll be done in like 10. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. All our settings are the same. It just, for whatever reason, it exports slowly on my computer. And for me, that's just a media encoder. Um, when I export straight out of the sequence, it tends to go a little bit faster. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always a reason for those kinds of things. And, so, yeah. and, and to be fair, like this is what, I don't know, maybe I'm being a fucking Adobe bootlicker, but to me, like, it's such a complicated program and it the is. whole ecosystem. The stack is a crazy man. Like, I don't know how, what version of it we're on, like what? 23 Three, point something, something like or whatever. That. It's like, there's been so many iterations of this and they all have to build off of the same shit that was there before. So like, it's complicated. It's a very complex program. It is. And I think it's a little bit different too, because you know, 10, uh, now almost 15 years ago at this point, you know, they would release a version once a year. They do CS4, CS5, CS6. And, you know, they had a lot more time, you know, they kind of knew what features were going into it for this year and they had more time to, to make sure it was right. And now it's, it's a subscription and it's just, you know, it's kind of like rolling updates all the time. And it's, it's more of a constant uh, upgrade than mm-hmm. it is like big releases one at a time, yeah. like it used to be. So I think I feel like that might have something to do with it. And you have so many different people on so many different versions of Premiere uh, that you know it kind of gets it yeah. starts to get janky. It gets it gets mucky. Yeah, it gets muck That's and a, mire. It's a good word for it. Very um, mucky. Okay, let's jump in. So te- text based editing is the big one. Yeah. Do you see yourself using this at all? I probably yes, uh, because I think we do we have enough projects where it makes sense to do it this way. Um, you know, we do questionable Q and a every year for MLS. And for a lot of those, we have to have transcripts for it already. Um, because we're, you know, uh, translating from Spanish to English a lot mm-hmm. of the time. So the transcripts are already there and like, we'll run our own anyway. And it's, it's going to be a, for me, I, I think it's going to be a great way to organize the questions. I might not necessarily edit, with this very often but when i'm doing setup and you know just fucking assisting i I think that's what it's for yeah i think it's i think it's for that i think like this is a great way to almost like integrate a producer into it's like a way to hey baby's first premiere right like yeah yeah. take this producer and dip them into premiere and go hey i'm gonna set this up for you and then you can open the project or you can come sit at my computer and for an hour and you can just 
take the clip, the, the sentences you think are the most important and drag and drop, drag yeah. and drop, drag and drop. And then when I get there, I'll have the selects. You're not going to have to go into frame. You're not going to have to set, okay, cut here to there, cut here to there. You just read the transcript, drag and drop. And from there, like I'm ready to jump in and start editing, you know? Yeah. So setting up a project is going to be a lot faster now because, you know, in the past you have to actually listen to it to know what they're talking about. Um, and you know, I would I mean, even you use, could, you could do like descript or some shit or you could do auto transcribe in this and you could, you could jankily figure well, it out. That's basically what I, have already been doing since they introduced the the transcript feature yeah. is like if I'm looking for something specific, I'll search for it in the text panel and then I'll click on it and it'll bring me to that. But then I still have to, you know, cut and paste in the, the timeline and, and all that. I just think this is going to you're not going to have to watch everything back. You're, you're just going to have to read it and you can read a lot more quickly than you can watch something. Yeah. Um, so that it's going to speed up the workflow there. Um, I think think you know it's it can be used for the actual edit for v1s or rough cuts but ultimately that's when you have to start watching uh yes to yes, see which yes, yes. you know if you have four takes where they're saying basically the same thing you're not going to know which one the best is just by reading it necessarily you're gonna yeah. have to watch it back and see where the strongest delivery was or you know whatever i think it works i think it's great for paper cuts it's great for expediting those first steps of any project. I well, think it's going to be really cool for that. My main concern is that it, again, just like any other, not even just Adobe product, literally any other product in tech period, I hope it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I hope that it even, and that's, I mean, smoothly and perfectly. I, I don't yeah. mean like that. Because, you know, for right, like now, right, when you generate captions, for example, and it makes that layer of captions, mm -hmm. I can't you can't actually do that until the very last step ever because the machine or at least my machine's not powerful enough it'll slow down so like every time you have to mute the captions layer or yeah, whatever I have to mute them yeah so like in this I just hope that it is as seamless as it as it looks like you can just highlight the the footage or the text drag drop and it shows up it's true. I hope it's not like a clunky like you start to highlight the text and it like is like a couple seconds behind what your mouse is doing then you have to move it drop it yeah wait for it to load like you know it's well and i'm curious if you can copy and paste and when you do that uh it'll include the caption track on it because in this example video it does, it does not, not it does not uh but i got to assume that's gonna be a feature and yeah like you were saying honestly a lot of times what i'll do is i'll, I'll run a transcript for the string out and and you know use that as my basis but then once you're cutting stuff up and moving it around, the caption tracks don't always line up with the cuts and like shit gets a little yeah. bit messy. So I just delete it and I run a brand new transcript for Same. the final product or yeah. the final video. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. Cause then like, that's why, yeah. In that scenario, you probably don't want to make any like corrections to any of the shit. Cause you're going exactly. to redo them again yeah. at the end or whatever. Um, all right. Anything else about text-based editing? I mean, for me in nutshell, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I hope it works. It'll probably, it, you know, the first iteration of it might not be there, but I, I have faith that within the next year, this is going to be a, a really popular workflow option. Um, all right. Automatic tone mapping. That is the color thing in the. So, again, when we're by the time this episode's out, I'm sure they'll have released way more data about this. Yes. Right now we have a 50 second like promo reel that shows like footage from three different uh, sources all like magically just matching its colors 
that's cool. Yeah. Uh, if it works again, again, if it works, it's cool. But well, I'm, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to work. Cause what it sounds like is it says it, it won't require lots or cu- color custom color settings. So is that going to reduce our flexibility to color because it's already coming in with some color? Is this an option think, that we're going think- to be able to turn off easily? Because it says, unlike LUTs, tone mapping is non-destructive and you can apply color grading across your media without the risk of artifacts or clipping highlights. I didn't realize LUTs were a destructive... Like, I've never viewed them as destructive, mostly because you can just turn them off. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't actually understand how this works at all. Like, I'm going to need a real in-depth thing from them at some point next week. Yeah, maybe but our boots on the ground can... Boots on the ground. We'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to send it, send them in, dude. Send them in. Like, number one task on the in the dossier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Find out more info on automatic tone mapping. <laughs> he would love to do Yeah, I was about to say, he's, he's a nerd. He'd, he'd, he'd love it. He would love it. And I, I say that, uh, you know... In, Lovingly. Exactly. Um, I think that... W- for me, if I'm get if I had to guess what I would assume it would be, and I think this would be the best way to implement it, yeah, would almost kind of you tell the machine like, hey, this this clip, this clip, and this clip are all supposed to match. Yeah. They're all shot in the same environment. They're all supposed to match. It figures it out for you, and then from there, that's your basis, like to start coloring. So that's it's all it's almost like I a, like it would be like a node that says like almost like a location where everything was mm-hmm. and then everything points to that node every you know and then from there you start making changes and it's like a, almost an adjustment layer quote yeah unquote, i'd in love a way. to see some some node based uh color workflows in premiere that'd be dope uh, um i i, I it's not I'm, yeah i'm, I'm good i'm not i'm, I'm not holding my breath it. um I don't, I don't need to fucking be coloring anything so the my guess for how this is gonna work is they're gonna have like a fairly expansive database of uh of different camera profiles and uh it's good you know it's going to read the metadata and you know whatever the the color space is whatever the, the camera information is it's going to take that into account and find the proper you know it's not a lut but for if, you know for lack of a better term it's going to find that and apply it automatically um and then yeah like you said it's your basis uh to start the color correction but i'm, I'm curious if say that everything is shot on the same camera, but it's shot in many different environments with that same camera. Is it going to take that into account as well and, and match those different environments a little bit better tonally? Or is it only worried about when you're working with different uh, media from different more, sources? I, I think it's different formats. Yeah, I think it's different okay. formats. So I th- to me, I think it's like, it's, it's specifically log and HDR. Yeah. Right now, the way it handles HDR, oh, the way it handles log is fine. The way it handles HDR is a complete and utter yeah. shit show. So, like, I think what it's going to do is basically tell you, hey, y- your H.264 or Rex, sorry, Rex 709 mm-hmm. shit that you shot of you can shoot Rex 709 in, in this room. Then we can also shoot S log in this room yeah. and H- shoot HLG you know, iPhone, 2100, whatever, iPhone, it is. whatever uh, D- HDR in this room put those three things on the same thing. It'll automatically match your skin tones, match everything. I, d- I imagine there's going to be limitations because it's it like, must be right. Cause like for me, again, I'm not much of a colorist, but like, I know when I do Lumetri color or whatever, yeah. and I hit the auto button half the time, my shit doesn't work. <laughs> like, so That's, yeah, it's like, 
hopefully this is different than that it's not just like an auto like that's, auto idea or whatever honestly i use the auto lumetri color a lot like that's uh when i'm just doing like a quick color pass for something that doesn't like necessarily need color but you know i try to try to be a perfectionist try Pre- to do my best premiere gonna premiere because for me like i think i just have some sort of weird bug i really think uh, dead serious yeah i think that monitor that i have fucks my computer up a lot i don't think it's your monitor i think it's the or the graphics card or something the no the the fucking oh that little box yeah the one that you like the hdmi converter box or exactly whatever. it might be because every single time i do something like sometimes that shit will just like shut the entire computer down it's yeah. very bizarre yeah i'm using some chinese shit uh i mean Sorry, it's, what, it's, what were it's, you saying oh um yeah like I'll, I'll go through clips and i'll just do an auto and if it makes it look better i leave it and I'd say about 50% of the time it like it does make it look better but half the time what it's doing is like it's it's bringing up the shadows and bringing down the highlights and that I guess you know it depends on what you're looking for for but for the most part I like when the the blacks are a little more crushed like I I like the contrast contrast, and the saturation um, and and it likes to take that out of it it likes to kind of normalize the image which isn't usually what I'm looking for yeah just depends on what it is Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just do auto on everything and I undo it if I don't like the way it looks. And maybe maybe I'll try to color it a little bit. But for yeah. the most part, at that point, I'll just leave it. I'll be like, all right, the camera got it. Um, Any other thing you want to say about this uh, automatic tone mapping thing? I don't think so. I think we need more information on it before yeah. we can get to more. I'm really it. excited for that, though. I'm, yeah, I'm actually really excited to get our boots on the ground back from Vegas and mm-hmm. see what we got. I think that's going to be a yeah. killer episode. Yeah, hopefully he comes on. Um, He will. He will. We're going to make him. If he doesn't. Well, I'll pretend to be him or something like that. I don't know. We'll make some shit up. Uh, last things, I guess. I know we, the collaborative editing was on there. I don't think we need to talk about that because that seemed like a, a last. Yeah, we, for them. we just don't have enough information. But, I mean, the more that they improve their collaborative editing, the, the better, because yeah. I think that what they've introduced in the last three or four years with that is really useful. It takes a little bit of getting used to and understanding the workflow. But when you have Avid, which is like kind of known for being great to, to collaborate on and now Resolve has really good collaboration features as well. Premiere is kind of getting left in the dust if they don't really start improving. I think um, they just need to, it's a UI thing for me, just a UI issue because like the only reason I always just start a new Premiere project is because it's like the default button is new project. And if the default button was new team project, I would always start team projects. Well, and that's it's just the, thing the default is, button. That's it, all it is. Well, and that one is it, not hidden, but it's all the way in like the bottom left corner, yeah. not where everything else is. So like, unless you know to look for it, you're going to miss it. Yeah. And you'd have to like, it's, it's one of those things that's, this sounds so lame. Cause it's like, people are, are smart. They understand like all, your workers are smart. Your freelancers yeah. are smart. Yeah. Like, but it's not like a matter of quote unquote training, but you have to train the freelancer to click that button instead of the big purple giant button in the middle. It's like, which I don't know, whatever, uh, background autosave last thing. Um, yeah, background, I think we, we, we basically covered. Yeah. It, there's, there's not much to say about it. Cause we just don't have more those, information. Those little tiny, like non sexy kind of changes. Those are the ones that I think are the best, the healthiest when a new it's basically a, quali- a quality of life exactly uh, uh adjustment those yeah. those quality of life updates are like the main thing for me like whenever those happen i'm like always stoked because 
we don't notice them and that's good if you don't notice yeah. it and life gets easier and you didn't notice that's that's a good thing i mean depending on the project you're working on you could be saving five minutes a day 25 minutes a week you know that's over an hour a month that's that's a whole day of work over yeah. the course of a year that's part of it i mean to me most importantly though it's the idea that you don't get stopped in the middle yeah. of the flow yeah so like if you're out here and you're like click and clacking away and suddenly it's like, you're like, ah, and it, I know it doesn't seem like a big deal. Like the fact that you go, ah, oh, man, fuck, I, I would stop for 10 seconds, but like, yeah, but sometimes derails you. Sometimes. Just, yeah. Sometimes that 10 seconds is like, all right, I, you know, like, okay, I'll stop here. I'll fuck around on the internet for five minutes, you yeah. know, like while, while this does this and then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden you're distracted and, and you're just not in the flow anymore. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, those are some of the new Adobe announcements. I'm actually really excited for um, whenever our source gets back from NAB and we yeah. can kind of yeah. talk about that a little bit. Uh, last thing. Last thing. It's called Beat Oven. B-E-A-T oven like an oven yeah Beat oven dot ai or maybe it's beethoven dot ai but i call it beat oven i mean it's spelled like beat oven but i think it's a play on beethoven so i don't i uh the main thing that this when you go to the website create customizable royalty free music that elevates your story yeah, so um, basically it's an AI music generator. We played with it a little bit before we started. I think we should make one live on the show. So right. I'll, I'll make one live on the show. But why don't you kind of explain what happened when you used it and what you were finding? Okay. And explain uh, kind of big picture. What, what's going on here? Uh, big picture. So once you sign up, um, you can just create a new track. You, you give it a, a track title. I don't think that has anything to do with what it generates i could be wrong i don't think it takes the title into account uh you choose a duration uh you can make the song up to 15 minutes long then you you choose a tempo it's either slow medium or fast um, then from there it gives you a, a genre or a regional sound that you can pick uh, it gives you indian pop ambient indie uh, r&b cinematic hip-hop and electronic um, and then once you pick that, it has uh, a whole list of emotions, it has like 16 emotions. Some of them are sad, motivational, triumphant, cheerful, uh, tense, relaxing, mm -hmm. dreamy, mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. And then once you pick that one, you apply. And from there, it'll start to create your track. Uh, in my experience, it takes less than a minute to create the track. I know yeah. you had a, a, a hiccup or two yeah. where it took a little bit longer. Um, so right now, I just picked a bunch of random shit. I don't even know what it was, but it's fixing my track. Uh, it's at 70%, and you know it's kind of stalling out right here. But as but soon as it finishes... Okay, so it just finished. Um, and so now it gives you... It's uh, almost like a in... Uh, what's it called? Like a in-browser... Editor. editor yeah so it gives you um your audio on one track and then it gives you volume on the second track and it works just like in premiere pro where you can adjust the levels using basically keyframes um and then on the right side there's like a panel it's basically like your essential sound panel mm -hmm. um and it gives you 
a handful of alternate tracks and then you can also refresh those tracks and get new ones then it gives you a list of instruments that you can edit so for example it gives me chords melody bass and percussion and if you it's almost like they're stems yeah you can break them out into stems if you want use whatever you want and then you can even change the genre after you've picked it and you can change the tempo after you've picked it so basically it, it gives you a whole lot of flexibility and I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's like part of the in-browser editor, but you can add a video or a podcast. Right. So I'm assuming you can export something straight out of here or maybe just preview what it looks like under a video. Yeah, I think you can probably just throw in like a podcast thing in there. So, you know, that's why you can control the volume. So you can duck the volume and have like your actual kind of sponsored read or whatever be in there and then you can i guess yeah bump it now there bounce it out of there i guess there is a a limit to what you can upload on this uh the video or podcast i think it's a 500 megabyte upload uh limit so and and the tracks can only be 15 minutes so i'm sure that's part of it too but basically you would probably export a very low res low bit rate the way that i would see how it looks the way that i would look at it is like you would just download the songs and then fuck with them in Premiere. That's how I would do it, yeah. But I guess this is for people who might not necessarily use Premiere, who are you know more a little more amateur. All right, so let's make one live right here on the show. So uh, what 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 are we gonna make? Should we make like a uh, I don't know something for for the for the podcast? Like maybe like a yeah, why not? Like a hey, like a maybe new plug like a new plugin theme or something like that. Okay, right? sure. Um. What should the track title be called? Should, right, they gave me Helpless Snake as the, but I, I think we got to change it. Let's make it like, a, I don't know, something about like a new, new pl- plug, plug in to the amp or something. Plug in to your brand new world. Okay. How about that. That's a good title. <laughs> That's nice. Plug in. You type it in, right? Plug into your brand new world. Okay. The one, the longest titles yeah. ever. <laughs> uh, minimum duration is 16 seconds. So why don't we go for. I don't know, 20? Let's go for 20 seconds. Okay. Tempo, you get to choose slow, medium, or fast. I think it's got to be fast, right? Fast, okay, fast. Maybe Plug in to your brand new world. Okay. Uh, Which one, what do you want to do in terms of uh, the genre or regional sound? I think electronic, because it's a Yeah, electronic sounds great. Either that or, yeah, that or cinematic or ambient. Okay, we're going electronic. And then what do you think for emotion? Uh, Wait, don't tell me. I think we should... Count, I'll count to three, and then we'll say the one that we think it should be. Okay. All right, ready? One, two, three. Energetic. Energetic. Ooh, All right. Boy, let's go. That's how you know we're on the same page. Well, sizzle, mind sizzle. Um, Okay, so it's at 0%. We'll see. Right now it says looking for the best samples, which honestly, from when we did it before the show, I was like, the shit, some of the shit was, was not good. But it's spicing up the composition that's mixing the track. Yeah. So so on on a couple of the ones we ran before, it, it sounded like the timing was almost off with some of the percussion. And like yeah. it, it did sound like it was AI generated. It did uh, sound great. But as soon as I took the percussion off, it actually sounded great. Yeah. The piano sounded pretty decent. Yeah. So I think you just you you it's not going to do all the work for you. It's going to do most of it. But you still have to know what you're doing and know what yeah. sounds right. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. All right. So this just finished. So our 22nd brand new AI generated music track is uh, done. I'm just going to play it into the mic here. So we'll see how it goes, but this is plug into your brand new world. 
It sounds a little it's off. terrible. It sounds pretty bad. What are some of the alternates it gave you? Oh my god, it's like, this is awful. It, it, it sounds like someone with like, in the 90s with like a MIDI keyboard, like experimenting with it for the first time. Does not sound good. Let's go to the first alternate track. Whoa. It started out this promising. It doesn't even sound like like electro. It like sounds like an like some nightmare shit. Sounds like I'm caught in Crash Bandicoot the Nightmare. It really is like some some upside down shit. Alright, here's the third alternate. This is not getting the mood right. Did we what did we pick? Electronic and energetic? Yeah, I thought so. Here, I did the same thing, but I made one mine one minute instead of 20 seconds. Let's see what it gave me. What was it supposed to be? Like the plug-in introduction theme? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't really work. Okay, but here, look. Let me go to the uh, fourth, fourth alternate. And let me turn Play off. off. I'm going to go to instruments, and I'm going to turn off the percussion, turn off the bass, and just do chords and melody, and just kind of see what what exactly is going on here. Because I think that's what you did that one time, and it really worked with the you know the piano track. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe it'll work with this one. This is the fourth alternate. We went and turned off the bass and the percussion. It's just like minor and dissonant and fucking weird. I, and I can't fuck with this. Maybe try to change the genre or not the genre, but um, oh, can you not change the, the um, mood? The mood? Uh, I'm not sure, but let me change the genre to cinematic. Hit apply, and let's see if cinematic will make a difference. So that's just one click cinematic. Let's see what happens. Oh, I have to compose it again. Okay, so it's yep. gonna take a second. Yeah, it takes a minute from there. Um, it's uh, you know, it doesn't work. It straight up, it doesn't work. I found this on like a TikTok that was like nine coolest like websites for yeah. AI or whatever for videos, whatever. And uh, this the shit. I mean, I, I, was, like, I would rather just use licensed music. Me too. When we started this fucking segment, I was like, maybe we'll tag Beethoven.ai or whatever, or Beethoven.ai. I'm not going to tag them. No, <laughs> no. It's just not good. It's still really cool technology, and like you, you can see it's almost like a uh, like a demonstration. I think, look, for a V1, yeah. it's pretty lit. Like, Give it like five years, and it'll be pretty decent. Uh, here we go. Here's the cinematic version of that, that wild garbage we were just playing. I don't hate this one. It's still minor, though. It's it's dissonant. Yeah. Like, it's it's almost like a, like a weird like a binaural beat where like it it just feels like two different things are happening at the same time. No, yeah, this is this is bad. So the, uh, all in all, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give it one more go. I'm gonna try to this one. I'm just gonna follow the default here. I'm still gonna go 20 seconds. This track is called Slick Gold. We're gonna make it fast. We're gonna make it a pop song. No, it's going to make it an indie song. We're going to make it an indie song, and we're going to make it cheerful. Let's do that. That'll be easy, right? Cheerful. Because energetic is a weird one, yeah. right? So Energetic's it's a little too vague. We're going to make a cheerful indie song. It should be super simple. I guarantee you. Is it going to pump out a 2008 uh, iPod commercial Pretty for much. Us? You put me and Engineer Will in a room and give us those parameters, and we'll have, within one hour, a song that's way better than this. We I'm might sure. even have three. 
20 um, second jingles yeah my thing i i don't trust if it has trouble with like electronic music and and cinematic type yeah. you know kind of ambient shit I don't think it's going to do well with indie. I think indie yeah. is a, a tougher ask for an AI. I mean, that's the whole thing with like uh, these AI browser based things that are happening right now. There's a lot of cool innovation. And I think for them, it's almost like, let's demonstrate that we can do this in browser until yeah. Adobe or DaVinci or someone buys us. Yeah. And yeah, implements yeah. us in there. It's almost like a proof of concept. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say while that's generating, um, I used uh, this week for the first time, I actually, uh, we talked about it a while ago when we were into the chat GPT thing, when it was, when it, when it was new, I finally used it to generate after effects scripts. Oh shit. And it, you know, it's something that it, it's a script that I could have just like Googled it real quick and put it together myself, but I figured why not? Let's try it. And what I wanted to do, it was something simple. I just wanted a, an image to scale up uh yeah. real quick and then kind of bounce with its scale for a little bit mm -hmm. and it just generated it for me no problem i plugged it in or you know i copied pasted it right in worked right away wow yeah that's pretty really impressive cool. that's pretty good this thing is still stuck on mastering my track so i think all in all this whole beat oven beat beethoven segment has been a dud yeah not, not, not the segment but like this app seems to not be there all yet yeah it's it you know it's still still in its early phases okay finally it finished okay here it is this is our indie what a indie it was a happy track or something like that it wasn't happy it was uh joyful joyful i don't know what the who fuck knows. it was but here it is let's see if it actually i'm gonna truth it just sounds like a bunch of instruments being played at the same time but not being played together that's probably the best way to put this <laughs> Can you imagine going to a client and <laughs> being like, this is what we got. This is what's under the fucking like, thing. This is a custom composition. Yeah, that shit was fucking garbage. That's tough. Um, all right. Well, that's enough of a beat oven. Uh, zero to five. Where, where do you put it? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one and a half. It's yeah. not good. I think we should do more of these. You know, just kind of yeah, yeah, stuff live testing on the out show, AI. Test it out live yeah, on the well, show. Yeah, we'll make it a segment. All right. Let's go to everyone's favorite. What we learned last week. What we learned last week. You want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Okay, go for it. Yeah, so I, um, I just discovered while we're on the topic of AI, uh, this website called gptgo.ai. And basically what it is, is it, it combines Google search with chat GPT. So for example, uh, if I search guacamole recipe for 12 people, it'll give me all the results, the typical results, uh, in a Google search. Um, and you know, I can scroll through, click on them, whatever. But also at the same time on the side, it gives me a little chat GPT, uh, you know, like a response, a response. And it basically will just provide you a recipe for 12 people. It basically um, parses all of those results and gets rid of the crap and just shows you the actual exactly and so per pertinent info when the first time i tried this uh i did premiere pro new features because i was like oh that's that's relevant to our discussion today uh and when i did that it gave me a prompt at the very top top that says as an ai language model my database may not be up to date um like it it's it 
is only trained through late 2021 or something. Uh, and then it says, however, according to the latest update as of September 2021, some of the new features in Adobe Premiere are speech text, captioning workflow. So it's a little outdated right. there. Uh, so it might not work for all of your searches, but for more basic stuff, it's pretty interesting. And what's it called again? It is uh, GPTGO.ai. Damn, GPTGO.ai. That's kind of tight. I'm going to type in uh, best ideas for a post-production podcast. Nice. Let's see, let's see what it says. Um, oh, it says it's going to take eight more seconds. But um, I guess I guess we'll see. Um, it says behind the scenes. So share stories and anecdotes about the editing process. Okay. We kind of do that. Yeah. Editing tips and tricks. We do hey. that. Interviews with industry professionals. There was a time when we did that. Yeah. <laughs> Tech reviews and tutorials. Literally just did that. Career advice, we do yeah, that. We do that. Don't take it, but we do it. Uh, <laughs> like I'm saying, don't take our advice. Film and TV reviews, we do that sometimes. Creative inspiration, that's the whole show, baby. So, uh, looks like we're we're crushing it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's just another cool application of ChatGPT. It's really nice to have it alongside yeah. um, the, the results. Uh, my what I learned, there's a uh, TikTok user named 5sax78, sax like a saxophone. Um, saxophone. And they're on day three of a challenge that they're kind of doing or a, a, a thing they're trying. They're trying to make Pixar GPT, which is what they're, oh. call, they're calling an AI that turns books into Pixar movies. So he's trying to have this AI teach itself how to use blender and unreal engine five wow train itself on pixar movies and take so he basically will create a model that you can feed a book into and get a pixar movie out of it it's every uh, the a lot of programmers and a lot of people are very interested in it so people are like oh let, let's figure out how to make this like go and we want to like actually genuinely see what happens with it mm-hmm Personally, I, I think that's a, a mammoth task, so I don't see it happening, but I'm really excited to follow it. I think it's it's, it's going to be a cool thing. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I'm sh- if I had to guess, the, the end product is not going to be all the way there. Like that yeah. seems to be the, the trend with the, the AIs that are, you know, the current generation. They do some really impressive work, but they all end up in this uncanny valley area. Uh, where you, you can tell that it's it's mostly there, but something's off. Something's missing a little bit. The human element is missing, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I think it's just like an exercise in technology and seeing what things are capable of. Like, I don't I personally don't really like AI for like capitalistic use, even though we kind of use it a little bit. Not a lot of bit, but I don't a little think we bit. really use it that much. I mean, well, when I say AI, I don't necessarily mean like the chatbots. Um, I mean more like Premiere's, Adobe's, right? Built okay, in the built-in AI, AI yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Um, for for that, it's fine. Um, but for like anything that can kind of replace someone's job, I don't necessarily love it. I think it's really cool for for just for recreational. Art. I think it's, yeah, I think it's incredible for art. Yeah. I know like artists get pissed about it, and I understand where they're coming from. I think that it it it's it's not cool in terms of you know when i say it's cool for art i don't mean it's cool for like someone being like i don't know how to draw but i can type in a prompt and now i'm an artist like that's that that's that's a very base level that's not what i mean i mean 
it's it's a cool like this what I just described that Pixar thing where this guy's using programming large whatever learning models or the fuck they're called that mixed with you know two different programs right Blender and Unreal and using like books as a medium to generate animated work like I mean for me that is th- that, art. that's an art project yeah in itself it is because it's like so much crazy shit going into it yeah like if the you know who knows what the end goal like the end goal is probably just to to do something fun and creative yeah however it could potentially be destroyed by capitalism as most things are of course but like you know i think i think that's a cool art project i like that you know yeah i'm super down with it and and, you know like i i I really just like seeing what people do with with ai uh you know any of the ai whether it's art whether it's chat gbt or you know built-in features chat gpds who got them got them all right chris where can the people find us let's get the fuck out of here because we have been here far too long yeah we are at scissor real gang on twitter and instagram we are scissor real gang at gmail.com send us an email yes you can also text or call us at, at the, the cold line. real cold line burr, burr, it is. So cold. Well, that's very cold uh, three three two i get it wrong every time take two and sizzle real gang the website.com is all new it is check it out it's we've got new. discovery Definitely plus improved. content on there now <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have uh, my 600 pound wife on there whatever it's called, <laughs> <laughs> it's called? i think it's my 600 pound life oh, shit i've been watching the wrong show <laughs> i was wondering why i got so weird and graphic all right see you later Productions Podcast.